podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Cricket Corner podcast with me Watsal Vora as we review the first Ashes test match between England and Australia coming to you live from Edgbaston in Birmingham. What a remarkable test match we have had. Both sides really gave it their all, but unfortunately, a game can only have one winner. and it was australia who has won the game by two wickets on the final day thanks to a stellar partnership between pat cummins and nathan lyon so this podcast is divided into four categories into four parts and the first part is that partnership between pat cummins and nathan lyon will obviously talk about australia's main man and the man of the match usman khwaja that controversial decision to declare the innings by ben stokes on day 1 and finally we will talk about the baseball the style of england in journal to wrap this podcast up so plenty of things to cover so yeah let's let's start and let's start by talking about that cummins and nathan lyon partnership shall we the fifth day was just incredible it was rain affected the play didn't start until 2:15 and they barely had two sessions to play both the sides but the game really went down to the wire and when pat cummins and nathan lyon came out to bat australia needed some 54 runs with just two wickets remain and they got those 54 runs that's the most incredible part i think alex carey was the man dismissed when australia lo- lost their eighth wicket it was a score of around 227 if i'm not wrong yes i'm just checked and it ha- it was 227 for the loss of eight wickets 54 more runs to get and it felt like well england are on the ascendancy here they've just picked up an a crucial wicket of alex carey they are into the tail now they've got pat cummins nathan lyon and josh hazelwood remain because scott boland had already batted he was the night watchman coming into bat uh, uh, later towards the end of day 4 and was dismissed earlier here in day 5 but so England were in the driving seat when Alex Carey was dismissed and you could not blame English fans and England in general if they felt like they are into a winning position here and they could take the game away and win the first test match but credit obviously goes to Pat Cummins and Nathan Lyon they were steeled they had steely determination they they were a brick wall England couldn't find a way to get their wickets and and the way the the players batted it if you can argue that pat cummins is decent with the bat but nathan lyon he he just hangs in there doesn't do much but that's exactly what australia needed someone to hang in there not to anything not to do anything silly out there in the middle and rotate the strikes give the ball to pat, give the strike to pat cummins see what he can do and he can do something really really special Pat Cummings 44 runs of 73 deliveries four boundaries and two sixes along the way and Nathan Lyon scored 16 of 28 deliveries with two fours one of them coming towards the latter stages of the Australian innings which took the total well into the single digits towards the end of day 5 there Pat Cummings was just magnificent he 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 was so calm he was so calm he was so such a con- composed cricketer i think they were like 11 players two australian players there are 13 players on the pitch and pat cummins was surely the calmest player out there in the middle and it clearly showed the way he batted he he barely put a foot wrong and he was he the good point 
and the good part of pat cummins innings is that he trusted nathan lyon to get get those runs sometimes in these tricky situations there can be a scenario here and there where the batsman who who can bat a bit and a tail ender who cannot might might think that well it's all on me i have to get the bulk of the runs here and i might not rotate the strike i might pick a single on the last ball i might have to take a few risks here and there but that was not pat cummings pat cummings trusted nathan lyon there were instances where he didn't take a single on the last delivery of an over there were instances where he allowed nathan lyon to get a single of the last over and give him the strike in a fresh new over and that's that's the beauty of nathan lyon and pat cummings they were just magnificent but yeah obviously the credit goes to pat cummings for trusting his partner there and and the way he he put the trust on he he nathan lyon was very comfortable he ba- he was barely troubled by the english pace attack as well and those 16 runs did show that and that boundary towards the latter stages of the game was i think the final nail in the english coffin had that boundary not gone england might have thought that well there is a little bit of chance here to you know get probably nathan lyon because they were allowing pat cummings to take that single by spreading out the field and when nathan lyon came onto the crease or onto the strike i mean the uh, the the players came in and attacked nathan lyon but he was quite comfortable had nathan lyon been dismissed i think that was the english plan get nathan lyon out bring josh hazelwood in hazelwood averages us 12 in test match cricket so there would have been a chance but unfortunately both cummins and lyon well well and took well, batted really well and took australia across the line it was 54 runs needed when nathan lyon came into bat but when usman khwaja was dismissed on 209 and pat cummins walked out to the middle it was 72 runs so pat cummins when he came out to came out to bat and partnered Alex Carey there for a brief moment in time. Australia needed 72 runs and out of those 72 runs 44 were scored by Pat Cummings. That's that's a captain's knock right there and it's it's marvelous to see an Australian captain playing a match winning innings in England after all the disarray they have faced over the past couple of ashes h baston 2005 headingly 2019 but here is an english a uh, sorry and australian captain playing that clutch innings and it was just magnificent to see but yeah pat cummins and nathan lyon obviously will get all the credits for the run chase which they produced 55 run partnership towards the end of day 5 but i think the most important player for australia in this edge past and test match was without a doubt usman khwaja and that's my second talking point in this podcast is the clutch player and the vitalness of usman khwaja usman khwaja has been excellent in test cricket over the past couple of years now he ended the border gavaskar trophy on a high by scoring a century in the fourth in the fourth test match yes he was he has a he had a decent border uh, border gascony obviously i mean a decent world test championship final as well but today he showed why he could be argued as australia's main batsman 
141 in the first innings, 65 in the second innings, and he was just calm and composed in both those innings. I think he became only the 13th batsman in the history of Test cricket, like a good 100 plus year old history of Test cricket to bat for in all the five days. And now that's something which requires a completely different mindset. You require a strong minds mindset from someone like uh, someone like Usman Khwaja and it really showed that the temperament the gutsiness in in his batting uh, 141 in the first inning 65 in the second that's more than 200 runs he scored in the past two in the in the two in the past two innings now and in both of those innings the strike rate hasn't gone up to uh, has not exceeded 45. Now, England play attacking style of cricket. We all know that. We call it pass ball, where every batsman tries to get on the front foot and attack the opposition. But here is someone like Usman Khwaja, who bats in an old-fashioned way. And that was also lovely to see. The 141 he made in the first innings was scored at a strike rate of 44. He batted for 321 deliveries. And here in the second innings, he played an innings of 65 runs and he batted for 197 deliveries. That's almost 200 deliveries at a strike out of just 33. And sometimes these are the kind of players you need in this tense scenario who can keep their cool and can bat these long innings. I think he said in the post-match press conference, or sorry, the post-match interview that he likes taking it deep, he likes playing the longer version, he likes taking the game long, and that's exactly what he's done. It's really good to see someone like Usman Khwaja back the way he does because he's been surrounded by players who are relatively aggressive in nature, the likes of David Warner, the likes of Travis Head. You know what kind of innings you can expect from these players. You can expect a quick fire 20-30 odd from David Warner and even quicker innings you can expect from someone like Travis Head as he showcased that in the World Test Championship final against India. But there it is. There, But there is Usman Khwaja who can bat the way he can. He can bat he can take the things slowly and steadily and that is why he was i think rightly given the man of the match award there were other some brilliant innings uh, up and down the australian uh, australian lineup there was eight wickets in the match for nathan lyon crucial innings in the second innings as well pat cummings was amongst the wicket as well he scored 44 there were multiple candidates to pick for the man of the match award but i think it rightly went to Usman Khwaja and I think Australia will be really happy by the way he has batted and long may that continue as the Ashes series progresses and we head into the second test match. So yes, credit to Usman Khwaja, credit to the skipper Pat Cummins and Nathan Lyon for securing Australia that two-wicket victory over England. But I really want to talk about England here for a minute as well because when we talk about this defeat which is really hard to take as an England fan you your mind will automatically transfer to the end of day one when England decided to declare their innings on 393 for the loss of eight wickets when you still had Ollie Robinson batting on 18 and Joe Root batting on 118 at that moment and 
that declaration has received its criticisms and has been controversial ever since the decision took place. Now, Ben Stokes was asked about this declaration by Michael Atherton in the post-match interview and Ben Stokes kind of defended his decision but his decision to declare the English innings on 393 for the loss of 8 wickets with both Root and Robinson still out there in the middle was crucified and criticized by people on social media and in general cricketing media and has been controversial ever since that decision took place. Now, me and my friend Joseph, with whom I can have a really healthy conversation surrounding cricket, we both, and oh, shout out to Joe if you're listening, we both agreed that the decision was a wrong one. But then Ben Stokes said that let's assume we had Jimmy Anderson batting there and he could have been dismissed on the very first delivery and it wouldn't have made much sense. And he also said that openers usually don't like when they have to come out to bo- come out to bat for just a couple of overs and he wanted to make good use of that kind of a mindset from the likes of Khwaja and David Warner if they had to come out to bat for just 6-7 overs but in the end Australia got to bat for just 4 overs and in those 4 overs they got 14 runs now well Four overs seems like such a short time span in the grand scheme of things because a test day, a day of a test match has like nearly 90 overs and and when you look at from that perspective, four overs doesn't make a lot of sense. But I kind of agree with Ben Stokes as well. Don't get me wrong, I was the one who was calling his decision wrong when it first happened but I can't now listening to him in the post-match interview it kind of makes sense why Ben Stokes does that and I think Michael Vaughan said it as well that should England be in this very similar position in the latter stages of this Ashes series I think you can expect them to make a similar kind of decision as well but yeah I'm I'm not quite sure like on one hand I've kind of agree with Ben Stokes that Imagine in a hypothetical scenario, England had got the wicket of possibly Usman Khwaja or David Warner. Let's let's say David Warner, okay? Maybe James Anderson has gotten one to swing into James uh, into David Warner's pads, and England have ended day one with a score of ten for one. Australia ten for one. I think th- in that scenario, would you would have been crediting the braveness and the decision to declare that innings by Ben Stokes and the England management but unfortunately there are two sides to a coin and England decided to roll on and flick the flip the coin but unfortunately it was tails and not heads and they couldn't get the wicket which they craved for uh, towards the latter stages of day one so it's a two-edged squad two-sided sword in the end if the wicket had if they had gotten the wicket they might not have crucified or criticized the english english decision to declare their innings but but yeah if but then again it was not that robinson or joe root were dismissed they were still batting and they were looking quite good now i really pra- praise the kind of innings lion and Cummins played towards the end of day five and it was really kind of a similar innings which Ollie Robinson was playing he scored 18 runs he had already scored two boundaries Joe Root was looking quite aggressive as well so on 
in a hindsight you might you could have said that england could have added another 30 or 40 runs which could have been much much more important if the game had if australia had to score another 40 runs at the end of day 5 england would have had a much better chance of winning that game but then if ands and buts isn't it uh, you cannot predict the outcome of a test match on day 1 and england just rolled the dice unfortunately the the dice didn't roll the number didn't come up what england wanted to and it's kind of a shame isn't it but credit credit should be given to the braveness for brent stokes but then it's about making those calculated decisions sometimes it not it's not all about playing aggressive cricket isn't it sometimes you have to take those rational decisions as well and maybe if you could have added 30 or 40 more runs that could have been really vital as far as the english english are concerned the england team is concerned but then again i think this decision wouldn't have gotten gotten some so much controversy if Ollie Robinson had been dismissed and you didn't want James Anderson to come out to bat for a couple of overs instead of instead of him using his energy for batting you would have much rather have him bowl a couple of overs instead of bat a couple of overs that would have made a lot more sense but unfortunately that wasn't the case because Ollie Robinson was batting and so was Joe Root neither one had this had been dismissed when the declaration call came so yeah yes because it's england who are on the losing side you can argue that the declaration decision was wrong but hey if england had won that game or had england picked up a wicket towards the end of day 1 no one would have questioned that declaration decision so it's at the end the result which matters and since australia are on the winning side that's the reason why that declaration call is being talked about so highly but i don't blame after i did blame ben stokes yes but in the grand scheme of things i can understand why he's done that but hey please make sure you are having some rational decisions in the second test match so yes australia will head into the second test match at lords with a 1-0 lead in the ashes series i think we have a short gap between now and the second test match i think we have a gap of 8 days so a lot to ponder in in these 8 days for england in particularly and why they they lost a game which they could have won quite comfortably if you look at the scenario on day 5 on the in the edgbaston test now there have been question marks surrounding the style of england's play i think question marks have been rising ever since they decided to play aggressive cricket in the test format and now since they have def- been defeated by a nation who plays test cricket in a in a very orthodox and a very test like way i think there are reasons to question but i don't think england will change the style of play based on just one defeat i don't see that happening i am sure england are going to play their aggressive style of cricket they are going to play at a but play at a run rate of 5 5 and a half runs or over i am sure joe root is going to try those reverse scoop shots whenever given the opportunity but yeah england need to be careful because should they lose the 
the second test match at lords i think it's big signs of worry because then you have got to win the remaining three test matches to win the ashes series so the second test match is really going to be crucial as far as the english are concerned but i don't think just one defeat and that to a very narrow defeat it's not like they have been completely battered a narrow defeat i don't think this narrow defeat is going to be of any is not going to bring any changes as far as the english style of play is concerned there will be a few question marks over the team selection because moinali was given quite a lot of overs and then he injured his finger you had to rely on joe root whether you will pick mark wood in place of one of broad or anderson quite a lot of question marks as far as the english side is concerned the australians well they look completely perfect at the moment the only change they can br- make is bring mitchell stark if they want in place of hazelwood or boland or they can just keep their side as it is but a lot to ponder as far as the england england team is concerned and i'm sure they will be buzzing they'll be the first person people first bunch of people i should say buzzing to get out and play that second test match at the lords cricket ground in london so yeah that was the review for the first test match in the ashes make sure you are giving me those wonderful five star ratings on spotify and apple podcast but for the time being congratulations to australia but for the time being yeah this is me watsal bora signing off ciao for now sports social podcast network